Hello, everyone. Welcome back to a brand new episode of the Lucky Dip podcast. My name is Jordan, and I'm the host of the podcast. I'm a co-founder of Cryus Gaming, a Western Canadian esports organization that currently competes in Rocket League. We used to create a lot more content. We're trying to get back into that, but we're also doing a lot of other cool, fancy, innovative things. Maybe not innovative, but maybe they will be. I don't know. For Canada, I guess they're innovative. But I can't talk about some of those things yet, but some of those things I can talk about today. So since I'm doing this podcast solo, we're going to have a little update episode because I don't actually remember the last time I did a podcast solo. So it's going to be a nice little update. I have a couple of things that we're going to talk about. And it's going to be just a little bit of a refresher because sometimes, you know, I do like having guests on the podcast. Obviously, I love hearing other people's stories and I think it's very informative for for everybody who's listening to kind of hear different perspectives and whether or not they're a part of Cryus, like last week was one of our players, our, our captain for Rocket League, or if it's someone who does tournament organizing or is a caster. It's all cool to kind of get different perspectives on Cryus and then also just esports as a whole. So I love having guests on, but sometimes I also do like having it just on my own. So that way I can kind of talk a bit more to get out some news about Cryus, to talk about things in esports and, and all of that. So I like the mixture that we have going on essentially is what I'm trying to say. But for those of you who are brand new, like I said, I'm the co-founder of Cryus Gaming. I also host this podcast. I've been doing YouTube for like, 10 plus years and I work as a content producer in Kelowna, BC where I make some nice little fun videos, sometimes serious videos, but mostly fun videos around the community for a brand new mobile app. So that's what I do. That's kind of a little bit about my backstory. For those of you who have been here for weeks and weeks and weeks on end, you already know all of that and I appreciate all of you for listening. And I know that the start of this year, it's been a little bit rocky for staying consistent with uh, every single week for the podcast, but I'm trying to get back into it. Here's a quick side note that I'll just get out of the way right now. The day that the podcast goes up might be changing soon because at work, I'm going to be doing a slightly different shift starting in, well, next month. I It's crazy to me, like April is quite literally a week, less than a week from now. Regardless... I'm going to be working every single weekend shift because I'm going to be one of the editors now, which is a pretty cool thing. That's like the person who takes care of everything happening and publishes stuff versus just being the one creating it. I'm the one editing it and checking the work and whatnot. So that's pretty cool. So I'm excited to be doing that. And that means I'm going to be working every single weekend. I don't know if I said that already. I can't remember. But regardless, I'll be working three weekends out of the month. So it might get a little hectic for the days that I try to post, but I think that my new weekends, as in like the days that I have off, is Wednesday, Thursday, or Tuesday, Wednesday. I can't remember exactly. I think it's Wednesday, Thursday. So that might be when I start uploading the podcast and stuff, because that'll be my weekend. So it's not a huge change. It's just a slight change. And I think it's better to do that than try to upload on everybody else's weekend on the Saturday when that's not my weekend. So we'll kind of see how it goes. The whole the whole long-winded answer is I'm trying to say that I, I want to be more consistent with these every single week. And I do want to still alternate between just myself on the podcast and having a guest on the podcast. So that's just a little update personally from my full-time job standpoint. Now let's do some updates from my other full-time job, which is Cryos Gaming. So it's, it's a little bit more than just Christ Gaming, I would say, because we're doing some really cool things. And 
I'm excited to kind of share some of that. So since it's been a while since we've last spoken, as in just me on the podcast, there might be a few updates that some of you might not even be aware about. So I'm just going to go over a couple of really cool things. The first thing is we've, as if you haven't listened to the podcast last week, go listen to it. We had Serve, our Rocket League captain. So they're still competing in a couple different leagues and some tournaments, and they're continuing to practice and everything. So our Rocket League sector, that sounds weird. I, I couldn't think of another word. Our Rocket League team is still doing some stuff, and we're also hoping to expand into other games and stuff, obviously, down the line. But the reason we haven't been really focusing on that is for two reasons, both of which I'm going to talk about mainly for today. So the first one is the big one. It's the title of this podcast. We are preparing to go pitch Christ Gaming and win $10,000. So right there, that is pretty cool stuff. It's also quite stressful. So that's what we've been putting a lot of our resources into recently, which is a good thing and a bad thing. It's a good thing because we're learning more about our business, what we bring, our value propositions, how we're going to make money, what our long-term goals are. That's all important stuff that that you forget about when you're in the day-to-day things. So last year, I'll explain all of this better and more thoroughly in a second, but I just want to give a quick overview about what I mean by that. Because last year when we were in a business class, we were focused on those business aspects of Christ because we had a class every single week. So we would go and say, this is what we want to do. This is blah, 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 blah. With that said, we weren't quite Christ gaming yet. We were part of Crowd Control Esports. So it wasn't really for us. It was for this other organization. And then when we did become Christ, it just happened that we graduated like immediately after. So essentially, we didn't really get that much time at being Cryus to focus on all of these business aspects. So I guess what I wanted, what I'm trying to say is that esports is fun, but we want to also make it a business. So therefore, it's not just putting out tweets, making videos, finding rosters. It's also the other aspect of how do we actually do this? How do we grow this? What's our go-to-market plan? Who's our target audience? All of these buzzwords, you could say, but things that are very necessary for a business. So that's kind of the side thing. So some people in esports might just want to have a team of buddies and they just go and they're, they're good at Call of Duty and they just enter some tournaments on game battles and that's it. That's fun. Maybe you stream once in a while. You just want to be a streamer. That's also cool. But for us, we want to be an overall business. We want this organization to be like some of the bigger organizations in the States or even in Canada where this is what we do. So in order to do that, we have to do some of these business things. And I'm not a business student. I graduated with a communications degree in broadcasting. I'm a content producer, like I said earlier. So for me, this is all new stuff. And I'm trying to learn every day. But when you don't have other people holding you accountable, as in we don't have the class where things are due, where we don't have a a mentor checking in with us every couple of weeks to ask us about these bigger questions. We forget to do them because we're caught up in doing the little day-to-day things like putting tweets out and like making videos and like planning for our our scrims and our our streams and and all of that stuff. So that's where it's, it's kind of that tough balance and that's where it's good that when we have something like this coming up where we have to sit back and do all of these business things to remind us that this is a business and these are things that we should be constantly looking at 
and having that infrastructure in place. Because if we don't have the business infrastructure in place, then we can't become a business or continue to prosper or start to prosper from a monetary standpoint because we don't have that in place yet, that, that base infrastructure. And I also just want to always stress, like I have in multiple podcasts, I'm not doing this just to make money. But I do want to do this and make money because this is what I want to do, right? So there's kind of that fine balance between being in it for the right reasons, which obviously I am. I mean, I, if you've listened to any of my other podcasts, you know that I'm in this because I love this. But also there is that standpoint of I, I do need to also make money because if I want to do this full-time, I can't volunteer full-time forever. And yes, it would be nice to make some money. And not, not all that's going to come from Christ. That's going to be coming from other things that I start to do once this thing starts to grow. But yes. We need to make some money. I want to make some money. So we need to have this business infrastructure in place. And now the reason I'm saying that's good and that's bad, doing all this business stuff, taking up all of our time doing this, is it's great, but now we have that disconnect from our team and whatnot because we've been spending all of our time, just Alex and I, trying to figure out all these business things and doing these meetings and getting ready for the pitch that it's hard to also game with some of our, our team members. It's hard to watch all of their games. It's also difficult for me personally because... They're on Eastern time, so they have games usually at like 7 o'clock their time, and I'm at work for another hour because I'm Pacific time. So that time difference has been difficult just in and of itself. But essentially what I'm trying to say is that it, it's good to have this business stuff, but it's also difficult because we're trying to do everything else for the org too. So it's like taken, it's a give and take, essentially. So we neglected the business side for a long time, and now we're only focusing on the business side for a tiny bit. But luckily we have a bit of a team built so they're continuing to do stuff. We're also trying to put our resources into some of these things, helping with the team, helping with the org. We're still there to answer questions. We're still there, this, this, and that. But it's not our full capacity because we're really, really trying to focus on this business for right now. So with that said, it would be great to you know have more people on the team who can help with a lot of stuff. And that'll be kind of what I'm talking about later because we have some cool opportunities coming up, volunteer opportunities as of right now. I know, I know, I know. I wish that we could have some paid opportunities but we've been doing this for a year and haven't gotten paid. So at the end of the day, we can't pay people if we're not making any money. I would love to pay everybody. I'd love to pay myself and I'd love to pay all of our team members and I'd love to pay freelancers, which I mean, we do pay freelancers because you know they're not actually part of our team, but regardless, I wanna pay everybody. And I want our business to start getting some money. So in order to do that, I gotta focus on some of the business stuff. And that was a long-winded intro to the fact that we are pitching to win $10,000. We could have asked for more, but we're not being greedy because we, we think we actually would use the $10,000. We could have asked for another $5,000 for a, a social, what is it, social change thing? We wouldn't have got that because we're not, we're not doing a social change thing. This isn't, this isn't like a, a charity or this isn't a nonprofit or anything like that. We are helping the esports community. We are helping the esports, you know, social change for Canada, essentially. But it, it doesn't really count. So we, we can't apply for that one because we're not going to win that. And then the only other one was uh, 15 or 10. I can't remember. $1,000 for a branding package. I don't exactly know what that means because I don't think we get the money. I think it means that somebody, like, designs stuff for us. So, yes, that would also be sweet. But we've been doing fine so far on our own. We already have a branding. We have a bit of an identity. Yes, it would be nice to have somebody professionally make a website or yes, it would be nice to have someone professionally make us a, a marketing pamphlet or a marketing booklet or whatever the case is. But we can do that down the, down the line. And I think there's other businesses that we're competing against who could actually use that a lot more than us who maybe don't have anything built yet around 
their identity or around their website, but they have some re a really good product. And I would rather have them get it to get them off the ground because we've been doing fine in that regard. So that's why we're asking for $10,000. And I hope we get it. I, I really do. We've been putting in a lot of work for this and it's exciting. So let me rewind to how we kind of got to this point and we'll kind of go from there. And then we'll talk about the other thing, which was the, the scrims, the Sunday scrims that we've been doing and how it's been growing. So that's going to be the second part of the podcast. But for right now, let's continue talking about pitching. Let's talk about money. Let's talk about how we got to where we are. So last year, as I mentioned earlier, we were in a Launchpad Accelerator course at Mount Royal University in Calgary, Alberta. So both of us were communication students in broadcasting, but due to some amazing connections from Alex that he got through an internship, we applied to get into a class called Launchpad Accelerator where you kind of, if you have a business, you, you talk about the business and it kind of tries to set you up for this pitch competition, essentially, because this pitch competition is called the Launchpad Pitch. So that's kind of what that class was for, getting you accelerated, getting you ready for it. We meet with other businesses who are also in the class and we kind of just work on it. We talk about roadblocks, we talk about our goals, we talk about everything relating to our business and then we also like learn a bit of business stuff, which is good for me because as I said, I don't really know business stuff very much, but we're kind of rolling with it and I'm learning and that's great. So yeah, we were in that class for a little bit and then we applied for the Launchpad Accelerator class, or sorry, we were in that class. We, we applied for the Launchpad Pitch, which is the one that we're in now. We applied for this last year, but didn't get accepted, which is totally understandable because we were a very, very new business, as in we officially became Christ Gaming a day before the deadline was due. So even on our application, or sorry, the, the deadline for the application. So for application, we didn't even have a name. It said, what's the name of your venture? And we, had, we said, to be determined. So we weren't even officially named yet. And we didn't have a solid idea because it takes a lot to get something off the ground. So we, for months we were planning about, here's what we want to do, talking to people, here's what they kind of see the needs for in, in esports. But we didn't have a team yet. We hadn't run any tournaments. We hadn't streamed. We hadn't gotten a roster yet. We haven't done any of that stuff. So it's very hard to kind of say what the problems are and what our solutions are because we didn't have anything tested. We didn't have anything to show. We didn't have anything we were actually doing. It was all hypothetical. So yeah, we didn't get into that one and that was okay. But the nice part is then we got invited to the Founders Fund for $2,500 last year and we won that. So that was actually really, really amazing because at that time for when we did the Founders Fund pitch, it was a couple of weeks after the launch pad so we then did have Christ as the name, but again, we still didn't have that true identity because we still didn't have a roster. We still haven't done anything. It was still hypothetical, but we at least had an identity. And for business people, having that brand or that identity is not the most important thing. The most important thing is kind of the product, how you're solving a problem, your projections and what you've done, the capital you can raise, all of that kind of stuff. And you don't necessarily need to have a brand for that. But for esports, it's different because the brand is everything. If we didn't have a brand, if we didn't have an identity, then there's nothing for fans or for players or for other teams to, to kind of attach to or to root for or to understand if we were just some like mysterious group who had a team. It's like, how would that even work? Because if we're a team, we need to have an identity. You don't have NHL teams like the Calgary Flames and they're just the they're just the Calgary hockey team with no logo and no identity. 
you need to have that for this type of business. And it's also because the main economic driver for esports is very, very similar to other sports, which is through sponsorships, advertising, partnerships, and all that kind of comes from viewership and whatnot. So we kind of needed to have that. So once we got that, it kind of helped. We won that pitch. And then we kind of were off to the races. And I don't need to re-explain everything because I think I did that for an entire podcast before about what we kind of did and our steps that we took. So that's what we did. And a year later, okay, I should explain how we got into this again. It's because when you graduate, you're allowed to enter once more. So therefore, last year we didn't make it, but they said... They knew we were graduating and they said, you can apply again next year, which is this year. So we did and we got accepted into it. But the difference is that we've actually been doing stuff for the past year. And that's where I think we have a nice advantage now because we're not, we're still a brand new business. We're still a complete startup. The only money we've gotten this entire time is $2,500 from this pitch competition. That's, that's the only money we've gotten in, in an entire year. So we've been trying to save as much of that as we can. But we also have to pay for a few things like freelance work, for logos, for emotes, for Discord, for a lot of subscriptions for our website. There's a lot of things that we still have to spend money on. Incorporation, that was a big one that we did. So we're an official business and that, that took up a big chunk of the money. So we're kind of running a bit low on the funds now. And we haven't made anything organically off of what we're doing yet. So that's where it's, it's a tough thing where I don't know where I was going with that. I honestly don't. But yeah, I completely lost my train of thought. Oh, well, that happens sometimes. It's early in the morning. Well, it's not really early. It's like 10 o'clock my time when I'm recording this, but sometimes I just lose my, my, my complete train of thought. So yeah, we were allowed to come back. We got accepted. And I think what I was trying to say is that we've actually been doing stuff for the past year. So we've had a team for almost a year. I mean, a variety of different rosters, but a Rocket League team. So we've been competing. We've been making connections within Rocket League. We've been doing some streaming. Last year, we made some content. We're doing a lot of things, and we kind of know more about our vision, and we know about more about our value to our team, to our players, to the community as a whole, to kind of esports. So we kind of understand that a little bit more. And the other advantage, and also the disadvantage that we have going into this pitch, is that esports is so new that there's not... A lot of rules written and especially in Canada we're behind the states and the states is behind other countries in Asia so we're pretty far behind we also have a lot less people living here so that's also a bit difficult just for you know population density if we're trying to be strictly Canadian because at the end of the day we're gonna have to try to compete on the North American stage because there's no pro league in Canada it's it's across North America so, I mean, that's the same with like the NHL, like you have Canadian teams and American teams. And I know that North America also includes other countries, but they're just not in some of those leagues. But esports, you can be, especially with Rocket League. You can get into a lot of different teams from a lot of different countries who are really good. And actually, they're playing in the RLCS right now, the Rocket League Championship Series. In Los Angeles, teams from all around the world who qualified are playing there this weekend. It's actually probably on right now. I haven't seen any of it because I was at work the past couple of days, but that's pretty exciting. So, yeah, what I'm trying to say is that the advantage is it's new. So a lot of these people in business are curious, right? So that's kind of our advantage is we're very unique as a business because a lot of people go there and say, I sell t-shirts and I've sold this amount of t-shirts. 
And with this money, I can sell this much more t-shirts by building this infrastructure, which will help me sell that much more. So they're usually very straightforward. I think one of the, some of the other, uh, oh, oh, also we're competing against, I think six other companies. And I believe one of them is a candle maker. One of them does jewelry. One of them makes blankets. One of them makes hijabs. And I can't remember the other ones, but essentially they all have a physical product that they're making and they're selling. For us in esports, we don't have that. So we have the advantage of being different, but we have the very, very big disadvantage of A, a lot of people not understanding it because if you're an outsider and you haven't listened to all of my podcasts, you might not understand what esports even is and you might still sit there and go, people watch other people play video games? Pro professional video gamers? Are you, what is that? A lot of people don't understand it at all. Whereas it's quite literally... Every other sport out there does it. We're doing it. It's just the difference is video games. We play on a monitor. They play on a field. We watch people play professionally just like everybody else does in every other sport. We They have professional teams in hockey, in soccer, in football. We have professional teams in a variety of video games such as Valorant, Rocket League, Call of Duty. So it's the exact same thing, but people still can't wrap their heads around that. Usually the older generation. No offense to anybody. I don't want to do ageism here. There's no ageism in this podcast but it is usually the older demographic or it's actually still the younger demographic who thinks that we're all nerds. And that happens sometimes. The haters are gonna be there. They're gonna be calling you nerds because they don't understand that we're building an empire in a brand new universe, AKA the metaverse. They're gonna be left behind while we're swimming in Bitcoin. Just kidding, I, I'm not into Bitcoin. I should have been years ago, but it's too late now. We don't need to get into the metaverse. We don't need to get into all these cryptocurrencies, NFTs. That was for a podcast last year, which I did. Go listen to it if you're curious. It says it's called Gamers Entering the Metaverse. But anyways, that's our disadvantage is that people don't understand it and we don't have a solid way of knowing how we're going to be successful from a monetary standpoint. We know that it comes from sponsorships. We know that's how the main, the main money you get is from sponsorships. But since it's so new, there's not a complete track record of this org did this at this amount of views, you get this much money for a sponsorship. At this many views, you can get your first sponsorship. In order to get this type of thing, you need this much money. It's very, very hard to find that information because the pool of people who are doing this is very small. And also a lot of it is just private information that the company hasn't released and I don't know how to find that information so we can kind of guess but it's very very difficult to actually provide proof of what we're going to do and to say we're going to follow this team's exact footsteps by starting to do this 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 and this and at this stage we're going to get this much money at this stage we're going to get this much money because we don't know yet because we haven't done anything where we're at that level to get some sponsorships yet. We don't know how many views we need in total to get sponsors' attention. We don't know exactly all of those numbers. So that's the very, very difficult part is to explain to them, if we get $10,000, it's going to help us improve this part of our business to get us to this level where we can get this sponsorship. We're going to say that, obviously, because that's at the end of the day, that is what it's going to do is that money is going to go towards helping grow this company but it's still very hard to convince other people who don't know about esports how that's going to work. It's almost like, what's your source? And you go, just trust me. But it's essentially that. It's, it's, this is the Wild West out here. There's still not a lot of rules in place for esports. So essentially, we are kind of asking them, 
we need this $10,000. It's going to help us do this, this, and this, but we're also not hundred percent sure if that's actually how that will happen. Like we don't know if we do this, if we're going to get this much money. I don't know if I, I, I probably explained that fine. I'm going to continue on because I don't need to get lost in the sauce of explaining that. So yeah, we're, we've been working really hard to create the pitch. It's a five minute pitch and then a followed by a five minute question and answer period, which is the part that we are much more stressed about. And so is our instructor because that's when they're going to ask us, the judges are going to ask us the questions about how are you going to make money? And that's when we go, uh, we don't quite know yet, but we're going to have to give them an answer. Or they might ask, how big is this market? And then we have to give them some number that we found online because there's not enough data or the data is always so weird for esports where people combine everything ever. And it's like esports is going to be huge. It really is. It's the future, especially the way technology is going and everything and the way that's getting more immersive and the way more people are getting in tune with crypto and the metaverse. Like quite honestly, the more that people are understanding this, the more that esports and everything is going to grow, especially the pandemic where a lot of things went online. Esports was still there. Esports was growing, not the in-person events, but the online events. So that's going to be the difficult part. The five-minute pitch, we've been doing good. We've been kind of practicing, eh, not really practicing. We've been still kind of working on, on the info to put in because it's a lot of info you need. And that's also a lot of info that has to be understood. And the other hard part that I will say before we move on to the next topic is the difficult part about it is that we can't explain everything about Christ as a whole because that'll confuse people. We have to focus on one specific thing that we're doing. So one specific problem in esports, and as you guys know, I've talked about various problems in esports, but we have to focus on one specific problem for the pitch and how we are solving that problem. So for the pitch, what we're doing is we're taking the problem of this, this lack of infrastructure, the lack of teams being able to find other teams, this lack of broadcasting, because these are problems that we also found last year when we try to stream games during tournaments and they wouldn't let us or trying to connect with other teams and we couldn't find anybody trying to trying to build community essentially and also to generate content from it in a professional way so those are kind of just some of the problems in the way we're so we're solu solutioning that doesn't even the way that we're the solution is where which i'm going to talk about this is going to be a good segue to the next topic as we're putting on sunday scrims so we collected a ton of teams we put them head to head on stream that we produce in a professional broadcast, then they get access to the clips, they get access to the VOD, which is the video, the exact video that the live stream was, it's just not live, it's just the video that's after, so they can go back and rewatch it. That allows them to play against other teams, to meet other teams, and to kind of just grow this entire thing. So that's sort of what we're focusing on, is how we're starting with our scrimmages, how we're starting to broadcast them, and how that's gonna increase into other games and to increase from just scrims to hopefully other tournaments or other leagues, things like that. So it's kind of like we're at the starting point and we're focusing on that one, like hyper-focusing on it. But the reality is, is that us at Cryos do a lot more than that. In the presentation, we don't even mention that we ourselves have a team that's been competing for a year, that we also have the entertainment side where we create content, which I know we've been slacking on, but where we create YouTube videos, where we create TikToks, where we do this, this, and that. We're not even touching on that. We're also not even touching on the fact that, oh, what was the last point I was going to make? Oh, yeah, we don't even talk about Rocket League in this pitch because we don't want people to get bogged down in just Rocket League and the numbers of Rocket League. If they ask, we'll say, yes, we're starting with Rocket League. Or in our, in our target market, we're saying 
we're targeting these players, these players, these players, and we're starting with the video game Rocket League. But that this is going to go to the other one. It's called the bowling pin method. Essentially, we're starting with Rocket League, and then if we get a strike, if we knock that pin down and things are working, then we add another pin. So let's say that's Valorant. So we're going to do the same thing with Valorant and kind of grow that. Then we knock two pins down. And then once we knock those two pins down and it's working, we add another game, more creators, this or that. So it's kind of that that's essentially what it is that we're doing is we're starting with Rocket League, but that's not the main focus. So it's kind of crazy because if you're if you to watch our pitch, you'd be like, they do more than that. And it's true because we do have a team competing. We are in Rocket League. That is what we are doing, but we can't say all of that because we only have five minutes and that might confuse people. So we literally just say, here's some problems in esports. Here's how we're solving it. Or here's this problem in esports rather. Here's how we're solving it. And here's how we're gonna take this to the next level. And here's how we're gonna do this. And here's our big goal, five years down the line. But that's only based off of one thing. There's also a ton of those other things that play a part in it that we're also doing as we speak, like literally building this. Okay. I'm going to just keep talking myself into circles. So let's get on to the next thing, which is the Sunday scrims. So there was a podcast that I made, I think in September of last year. If I can find the clip, I'll put it in now. If we had these communities, if we had these big communities of Rocket League and all the provinces, not just Manitoba, we had a whole bunch of people in BC who loved Rocket League and stuff. We had a whole bunch of people in Alberta who played Rocket League who loved it. And then we had an event. They all played in it. They all would watch it. They would all come to it if they could. But we don't have that yet. So maybe that's the first step. Maybe, you know, sometimes the podcast is great because as I'm saying stuff, I'm figuring things out. And it's like moving around in my brain. And I'm like, oh, wait, blah, 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 blah. And then I'm go, oh, wait, maybe I should do this. So, you know, maybe that is the next step to take is maybe Cryus can't build that community yet. But what I can do is build a general community and cross promote with Cryus and then kind of build that up or have an event with this whatever thing and then Cryus will go into it or have Cryus events, start making Cryus gaming events and uh, try to include people uh, and also just keep creating content. It was back in September where I remember I was doing a podcast about the problems in esports and I kept saying, there's no community, there's nowhere I can go to find other people. There's nowhere this. And I was like, why don't I just make a server? And this is kind of where this all started is I, I had that idea and it's not just me with the idea. I just had an idea for a server and then we kind of turned that into talking to other teams and realizing they want to do some more scrims. And then we're like, we want to broadcast some of these. We're kind of taking all these problems and solutions and putting them into one big solution starting out, which is our Sunday scrims. It's going to evolve from here. But last time on the podcast that I mentioned the Sunday scrims, we only had maybe like eight teams total and in the one server, which I let me just, let me just rewind for a quick second. So when I had kind of had that idea, I wanted to create the Rocket League Alberta server because I wanted to just focus on Rocket League. And then I was like, I want to be bigger than that. So then I wanted to make the Western Canadian Rocket League server. So we made the Rocket League Alberta server and it's sitting dormant because nobody's in it, but it's okay. We have like two people in it, I think, but we're just too busy to like focus on that one. And it's, I don't even know how to start that. So then we're like, let's go bigger. Let's do a Western Canadian one. So we made that server. And then we thought our reach goes a little bit beyond just Western Canada, especially since our Rocket League roster is American. So that wouldn't really make sense to have our own roster in our Western Canadian roster or server if we're American or our team's American for right now. So then we transitioned that server into a new server where it's our esports center. So Cryus Gaming is our community Discord. Cryus Esports is more about our, our esports initiatives. So I always want to make that distinction clear because we're called Cryus Gaming because we are more than just esports. 
Esports is what we've been focusing on, but as a Cryus Gaming organization, we also want to work with content creators. We want to have content that we create as an organization. We want to have podcasts. We want to have live streams that we do. We want to have apparel eventually. We want to do X, Y, Z. But esports is also a facet of that, which is the competitive aspect of video games. So in this esports server, we started with like eight or nine teams total. I think there might've been like 15 people in that server where we would run our two best of five matches on Sundays, bi-weekly, on, live on our Twitch channel. And we just kind of showcase a couple of matches, showcase some local talent, and it's a lot of fun. Well, that's grown. We've done three of them. Actually, tomorrow is our, is our fourth one, I believe. So we have a bit of practice. Everything's been improving a lot. And now we have teams that quite literally go from one side of Canada to the other side of Canada. We have teams in every single province except Saskatchewan right now. Or I think we have a team, but I don't know if we have a school uh, that, that's in our server from Saskatchewan. And Quebec. We might have one in now, but I don't know. Or maybe New Brunswick too. And Prince Edward Island. I don't need to get into the, the nitty-gritty geography of Canada because it gets kind of hectic. But we literally have a team on the West Coast all the way through the middle into the East Coast. And we have a lot more teams in the States that we also have in the server now. So we went from having like 10 or 15 people in the server to having 60 people in the server. We went from, I think, maybe around 10 teams, maybe not quite 10 teams, to having, I haven't even checked, I think we probably have 20, 25 teams. So we've like doubled the amount of people. And, and I want to do a huge shout out right now to Zuki. He's been the one who's been getting all these teams in, doing a ton of organizing. We also have someone, uh, Nano from the University of Alberta, has been an admin helping us with all of this stuff. He's one of the first people that we went to with the idea. And he kind of brought up the idea of scrims and how that might be good. And he's kind of been helping us a bit from the beginning. And now that we have more people, we're bringing them in again as that admin role to help us organize and do a lot of stuff. So a big shout out to Nano from University of Alberta. They have a great esports program there, ton of games. That's why we also want to keep working with them because we can learn and hopefully work together more in the future. So it's been crazy. It's been growing a lot. And so is our viewership. When we first started, I think we were having maybe around 15, 20 viewers. Last time that we had this, we were averaging and holding consistently over 30 viewers, which is amazing because this is our third time doing that. And we're a small organization. We have over 100 followers on Twitch now. So we're kind of growing. We also got our first payout from Twitch. So I guess I lied earlier when I said we haven't made any money. We've made $80. Woo, $80. So that does actually pay for, for the branding that we put into Twitch. So it paid for itself, which is really good. But... It's been kind of growing and that's really exciting because this is just the beginning. And this is, a, I keep saying essentially, but essentially this is our, I forgot the term, the proper business term is, but this is kind of our test almost. So we're kind of testing out this theory that not just Canadian teams, but we're kind of still focusing on Canadian teams because Christ, we are, we do that Canadian identity. We are based out of Calgary, Alberta. So we do kind of want to keep that uh, as one of our roots. But we're kind of testing that theory that that people want a place to go where things are professionally run, where they can be broadcast or where they can be yeah broadcasted or showcased on a professional stream, where they can meet other players, meet other teams locally, and compete for something. And so far, if we already have this many people and we've only been doing scrims, and I want to be very clear, when these scrims are going on, there's nothing at stake. 
There's no brackets in place. These aren't official tournaments. These are just two teams playing a quick best of five match on stream and then continue to practice after because scrims is just practice. That, that's what they are. They're, they're practice. And usually people will just say, Kate, we're going to play for the next hour against this team as a scrim just to kind of practice, work on our stuff. There's been nothing at stake yet. We haven't given away any money in a prize pool. We only have uh, four teams taking part in them. Like, the different teams, but I mean, because we'll have two teams in the first match, two teams in the second match. And we're still working on how the show format's going to go. Do we have 1v1s for just in-game? Do we have freestyle show matches in between? Do we have pre-recorded content in between for the intermissions? Do we have other people casting? Do we have this and that? And we've been experimenting and growing. So this is our start. And that's where it's very exciting to where we can go because the response has been amazing so far to what we've already been doing. And then once we bring in that next layer, that next competitive level, grow more teams, continue with the broadcast, continue with the streams, continue self-promoting on social media, actually, which we need to do more of because we need more of these teams who have social media. We need them to get social media to do some cross-promotion because that's very important for everybody to grow. It's going to continue to build and build and build. And that's why... It's been amazing, and that's kind of the main thing that we're focusing on for a pitch because, A, it's the thing that we've been focused on regardless, but it's also the thing that we can show, and it's the thing that we can kind of explain how this is necessary and how it's the starting point for what we want to continue to do. So it's very, very exciting stuff, and I'm very thankful to everybody who's been taking part in it, thankful to everybody who's been helping put it on, thankful to everybody who's been watching, and we're going to continue on. Broadcast, they've been improving a ton. Alex is the production guy. He's been doing a lot of amazing stuff with the broadcast. I've been helping a lot with the admin stuff, with organizing, with social media. It's been really, really great seeing all these people come together, kind of putting this on and, and seeing the need for it in the community and seeing how we're filling that need and how it's just the start. We have so much more exciting stuff that we want to do. So let's just go into some miscellaneous updates because those were the two main things I wanted to talk about. If you've come to this end of the podcast, I'm just going to give you a couple of little updates. As I mentioned earlier, our current Rocket League roster, they're still competing. They're still doing some stuff. We're hoping to expand our team. We actually have a pinned tweet on Twitter right now, at Cryus, C-R-I-I-U-S. If you are interested in some volunteer opportunities for things ranging from being a moderator or an admin for, the, for future tournaments for uh, Twitch, if you're interested in social media management, if you're interested in tournament organizing, if you're interested in graphic design, we have all these opportunities open. So check that pinned tweet. Go to our website, cryosgaming.com. We have a section up there called opportunities. Feel free to look through those. Feel free to reach out to us. Email us. DM us on Twitter. DM us on Instagram. DM us on Discord. So we have some cool, exciting opportunities. I know they're volunteer opportunities for now. But we'll get there where these are going to be paid eventually, okay? This is just a starting point. And it's a good opportunity still, not only for us to, to grow, but also for somebody who might be interested in esports to start getting their hands on experience with esports because that always looks good if you have some experience and you never know who you might meet. So that's what we're also looking forward to. We're exciting things on the way. And then also as another expansion, we still do want to get into some other titles. And we do want to get some more content creators who are in other games or other titles. I, 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 mix those, I mix those two words up sometimes. I mean, they mean the same thing. But we want to get new games competitively that we're competing in for the esports side. And we still want to get some content creators from the content side who are also in different games. Because right now we're very, I would say, solidified in the Rocket League scene, which is amazing. 
but us as Christ Gaming aren't just a Rocket League org. Rocket League's been amazing. Like I said, I've said amazing a hundred times this podcast. But we want to also expand it to other games. So with that, we need people behind the scenes helping. And then we obviously need those new teams. So if you're a Canadian team and you want to, and you play Valorant and you're looking to join us, again, hit us up, email us, go to our website, DM us on any social media, join a Discord server, and let's get talking because we want to make those steps. And now way back to the beginning of the podcast to do full circle, the other reason that I, that I initially meant it's a good thing and a bad thing that we're focusing on this pitch and that it's very stressful because we get to learn a lot about the business, but therefore it's taking away from content ideas, it's taking away from meetings with all of our teams, it's taking away from sometimes watching some games. It's also taking away from us wanting to expand to other games as in we still want to, but we haven't been able to yet. So that's the downside because we're, we're so focused on doing this pitch and it's over soon. It's, the pitch is coming up in, in less than two weeks. So after that, we're going to go full force into finding another team. Because originally, like a, a couple of weeks ago, uh, a month ago, we were really starting to look for a Valorant team. We were DMing some people. We were watching some games. We were watching some tournaments, like Canadian tournaments and stuff. But then when we entered the pitch and we got accepted, that uh, looking for a Valorant roster took a little bit of a backseat. It's on the back burner while we're focused on the scrims, showcasing that, building that up. And then also focused on the pitch. So once that pitch is out of the way, we're gonna really go full force into finding another roster and finding some content creators. That means people who stream, people who make YouTube videos, who have personalities on Twitter, who have a bit more of a following, who would be part of the Cryus crew, part of the community, to kind of, again, gain that, um, what's the word, kind of, I don't know what it is. For us to all grow, because then it would expand our reach then they would be able to take part in our content. They'd be able to support our teams. They'd be part of us. They'd get access to all of our resources. And then we would also get some of their followers. And then more people would know about us as we expand into more games. So that would be really, really great. And that is something that we really do want to do. But it does have to take a backseat for the time being. But still, if there's people out there reaching out to us, that's totally fine. It's just we're not reaching out to other people right now for Valorant or Apex Legends. I'll give you that little nugget of information. That's another one that we want to get into. Maybe not competitively, but like from a content standpoint, we want to get into a battle royale. I don't want to do Fortnite. Warzone's still broken. Apex seems to be a really solid one competitively and from a content standpoint. So if we get somebody who streams it and who's good at it and wants to compete as well, they can do that for sure. I'm thinking like Nick Merckx, for example, massive streamer. I've been watching him for years. He used to play Call of Duty. Then he got really big through Fortnite, then played Warzone for a bit. Now he plays Apex. So he's a streamer. But he also competes, so that's why, that's why it's really cool. So it's like, and he's part of Phase. So if we were to sign a content creator, it'd be amazing if they're a streamer and they're, they're good at the game and they're, they're doing some stuff for fun, but then they also are interested in competing, so they do. So it's like our streamers competing in this. It's not so much we have an actual Apex team, so it's very, very hard to find, especially here in Canada. We've been looking to find an Apex team, but it's very hard, so we thought the best option might be to find a creator who can also just compete and get some buddies and, and have like an informal team almost. And they'd still be good at the game. It's just they're not like an official esports team. They're, they're more the content side who compete. So, yeah, that's kind of our next steps. And then, obviously, the biggest next step is to solidify and find a sponsor, find a partnership. We're going to hopefully start locally because, again, one of our main visions from the very beginning is to give people opportunities who are around us. So that means people who want to get into esports, but that also means local brands and everything, especially for the start. We want to work with some local people who want to get their name up on a broadcast, some locals who want to be affiliated with esports. 
that would be amazing. So that's what we're really, really trying to do as our first step. And then obviously our next step would be to get more regional and then national sponsors because ultimately as we grow, we need sponsors that give us more money and we'd have to give them more in return as well. That's how things naturally grow as you take those next steps. But starting out, we really want to try to get a local sponsor. That would be amazing. So with that said, if there's anybody, last call to action before I end the podcast. If there's anybody out there who has a small business or who knows a local business that might be interested in in doing a sponsorship with esports, who wants to have their name out on Twitch for streams, social media campaigns, and things like that, let us know. We'd have to work out the details because I don't know how all this stuff works, but we do want to start local. And that could be like a food business. That could be anything. Tons of food businesses sponsor big teams. So we could have a local food company in Calgary who wants to work with us and get some promotion out of it. That's how sponsorships usually work. So with that said, I will see you all in the next podcast. Thank you for listening. Hope you're as excited as I am. Wish us some good luck, please, for the pitch because that's coming up very soon. And also with that said, it's... Wait, am I getting confused? Yeah, we might have one more week of podcast before I go to do the pitch because it's in person. It's in Calgary. I got to travel for eight hours to go to it. I think that's something I forgot to mention earlier. Like, This isn't online. This is in person, like in front of a crowd of people, in front of judges, in front of people watching at the university we graduated from, which we haven't been to in two years because our last year we were online due to COVID and I've been living in BC for the past eight months. So I have to travel all the way back to Calgary, which is exciting to do this pitch in person. So therefore I won't be able to do a podcast that week, but it's for a good reason. All right, that is all. Thanks for listening and I'll see you next time on the Lucky Dip Podcast.